0: Going on here. Welcome to Stochastics. On the contrary, I'm your host Neil Orfield. You can find me on Twitter at PlayerQDFS. I'm joined by two DFS goats as usual. Alex Baker is here. You can find him on Twitter at AwesomeODFS. And today we're also joined by Steve DeColtz Buzzard. You can find him on Twitter at Steve Buzzard. And This show is sponsored by Prize Picks, which offers daily prop-based contests. While you're coming in, please do hit that like button and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We have a lot of great content that you won't want to miss. Steve, uh, I would like to say have yourself a year, but really like have yourself a decade. You've just been crushing DFS for, for so long now, but uh, recently your, your streak has been pretty incredible this year. Uh, how does it feel to be just unstoppable?
1: <laughs> well that that that's been I've been really hot on uh NBA for sure. this is the NFL show so hopefully we could get some of that uh Ryan coming over to uh the NFL but yeah, it's been been nice to have some extra uh, bankroll and nba to help out with uh with the nfl streets and nfl season's been it's been an okay one but not not nearly as good so it's been a wild uh season so uh it feels like every week there's a couple handful people last week was you know josh jacobs or justin Fields the, the weeks before that just like you have to have type guys so hopefully we can find who those have to have guys are to uh
0: to, to go this week confident that you guys can find those have to have guys yeah i was going to ask you steve i mean uh, I, I think of nfl as being your like top sport i mean you, you've been crushing a lot of different sports for many years now but nfl you obviously won the milli in uh and would you would you say nfl is typically your best sport in dfs overall
1: yeah that's a good question i i it feels like it just bounces around enough that i feel like it's pretty much their. In between MLB NBA and NFL and maybe throw MMA in there as well um, they're, they're all kind of similar uh, you know if you yeah. use use our tools then you're probably going to do pretty well at most of them you know as, as long as you get your process right yeah. and uh, yeah I think I think they'll be good. I just just need to work on uh, golf and and get better at that. <laughs> that was that one I can confidently say is not my best one.
0: <laughs> yeah, me me too. That's the uh, I've negative ROI by a good amount in PGA. Um, I'm I'm guess I probably asked you that same question while you're on when you're on high stakes uh season one. But uh, I anyway, to go
1: back and see what what I answered. There. Well,
0: yeah, maybe you answered differently at that time. uh Alex, you uh just last week took down the spy. It was a single entry contest for a hundred thousand dollars. How's your NFL season going?
2: Thanks, man. It's going a lot better after last week. I can tell you that. So. um It was actually a really encouraging week because like it seemed like the chalk stacks had just been hitting week after week and uh, Mike White like kind of came out of nowhere and had a pretty impressive performance It just gave me enough faith and keeping the contrary and strategy going here so that was pretty nice Uh, and uh in case you guys were wondering, my best sport is Counter Strike Global Offensive.
0: <laughs> I wasn't wondering. I knew that Counter Strike Global Offensive was your favorite, <laughs> so I didn't even have to ask you. Uh, yeah, so I, I, you know, I mentioned that you took down the spy. I believe I read that you took down actually several tournaments last weekend. I did. I did not see what all of those were, but uh, yeah, you've also been. I've seen, you. You've won in uh, in Showdown and lots mm-hmm. of other spots as well in NFL. So definitely having a, a great year so far. Um, nice I,
2: man. Yeah. Like I I got the third in the Millie Maker, the twenty dollar. Oh that's right. That, I saw that's that. my highest finish ever in that. So that like it, it wasn't like the biggest prize, but like uh it definitely was exciting. And then I feel like that's what we're all trying to win. It's like that huge Millie Maker. So still yeah. trying trying to get my first one.
0: winning that high buy in Millie Maker, not enough for you. Uh so you gotta gotta keep chasing that one as well. <laughs> um so i need to warn you guys my entire screen is frozen i have a black screen right now on my Uh computer Uh, i had been having uh technical difficulties about an hour ago they seem to go away and they are back again so i'm uh concerned that i'm going to cut out at any moment but uh alex i'm confident that you would be able to carry the show if i have to step away if my computer uh craps out on me since you do this show every week uh but we'll start where we usually start alex uh with just general strategy do you have any general strategy thoughts on you know this slate that's any different than any other slate, or is this just kind of run of the mill?
2: Well, the thing that's really jumping out at me is this Jacksonville Detroit game, and uh, it looks like everyone's like a really good value. Like the the team totals are very high, but I think um, it's like a game fade can be as good a strategy as a game stack because of all the correlations. So uh, I'm kind of interested in maybe going a little bit off the board because this is such an obvious spot that like both defenses are kind of bad, like, and then both teams have some pretty good offensive players. So that's kind of the defining thing I'm seeing of this slate.
0: Yeah. And you, I mean, you, I remember last year, you fading games that were like Mm -hmm. smash spots, like chiefs and another great offense, both bad defenses, you know, 55 point total and you faded those games that went really well. So it feels like it'd be safer to fade this lions Jaguars game than, than that kind of game.
2: Yeah, I mean, it definitely feels better since neither team is particularly good. So right. uh, that's definitely part of the thought process. Of course, uh, sometimes the game fade just means you're under on certain players. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But like, uh, it seems like everybody's kind of gravitating towards that that game.
0: And then uh, Steve, I'll ask you the same question. Do you have any general strategy, question, uh, general strategy points about this game uh, that are or about this week that are different than any other slate?
1: Um, I don't know if like a lot different than the other slate, but I think the the thing that's interesting, and it's kind of been the, the same case a lot this year, is just the pricing, especially on DraftKings, is pretty tight. So uh, we have a couple of games like Kansas City, Cincinnati, that you know has a really high total, but it's really hard to build lineups with all the players that you want from that game. So. I think it'll be really interesting on how people go about either stacking that game. If they play just like say a couple guys like Kelsey or T Higgins or, you know, wh- whoever that, or if or how they want to do that because it is really hard to build stacks with uh, Mahomes and juju and Kelsey and run it back and uh, it's it's you're gonna to have to really uh, your lineup elsewhere really suffers quite a bit so I think that that's kind of where I Think is going to be kind of one of the interesting things. Same same thing with uh, Fields as well. Like it's tough to if, if he's a hundred percent go, it's really tough to kind of build some of those lineups also. So I don't know. Yeah. That'll be pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, especially tough with Fields with the the running aspect of his game. It's uh it's very different. Uh, I'm I'm pulling up my other laptop so I can hopefully even with the black screen on my main computer, got my other laptop next to me so I can kind of look at our tools there. I think we can continue and uh, hopefully this computer won't completely crash out. Uh. All right, so Alex, we'll, we'll move on to quarterbacks. And Steve, I didn't even tell you what the format of the show is. You might know, but I'm going to ask you for uh, fades at, among the chalk. I'm going to ask you for fades and chalk you're willing to eat, and then I'm going to ask you for some contrarian opt So uh, at each position. But I'll start with Alex here at quarterback. Alex, uh, looking at the top of our projected ownership, any uh, chalk that you're willing to eat or major fades for you?
2: Uh, well, the, the major fade, I think, would be Jared Goff. It's just like the, I'm feeling really dumb about this because it's like literally our top stack and the top stack tool, So maybe not the greatest idea, but it's just like the, the lions are quite a run, run first team. So it's a stack where I'm a little bit worried that if they get up in the game, if they have success early, they're going to just run, run the ball a lot. So it's never a great, uh, sign, but Amon Robert St. Brown is a great play. So. It's kind of pulling me in the opposite direction, but um, if Jared Goff's going to be very popular this week, that would be a possible fade for me.
0: And then, Steve, I will ask you same question. Uh, quarterbacks, that uh, you're willing to eat or major fades for you?
1: Yeah, so I think the one that I'm having a hard time with is uh, Joe Burrow from a a fade perspective or like that i'm more interested to fade probably it looks like just for a lot of the reasons that i mentioned earlier i think it's really tough to stack up that game in the way that i would want to like if i'm playing burrow it feels like you know i'm going to want to play uh chase or higgins and run it back with kelsey or Mm -hmm. juju and it, it just gets really really tough to get there so i i think that that's pretty scary to do because they're going to likely be trailing and passing a lot. If uh, Jamar Chase is out, then I think it actually kind of makes Burrow a little bit more interesting because of the fact that he can be, uh, his his targets are going to be a little bit more narrow instead of spread out a little bit. So, So I do have some reasoning that I might, you know, change things around there potentially a little bit. It might even like give, t higgins a little bit of a boost because of chase being out for a while and maybe not being quite as a hundred percent like it feels like most people are kind of projecting him to be so so that said i I still think i'm kind of not super heavy on uh burrow or mahomes mahomes isn't super popular uh on DraftKings anyways so maybe i'll do a lot of my playing of uh, mahomes over on fanduel he's it looks like he's right up the top of ownership there. Uh, but I could probably be more interested to play him there. From um, who I am interested in on going for on uh, on the Chalky side is maybe the opposite side of what, uh, what Alex was saying. I kind of like going with the Trevor Lawrence side. Uh, and he is our top-owned player right now. But I think he... Does really good. He he checks off a lot of the boxes. He's coming off his best game of the year. He's facing the Lions, who is like, you know, giving up points nonstop all year long. His price is pretty cheap. His stacks are cheap. He's playing in a dome uh zay jones was the guy that people were really hesitant to play all year long uh just because he doesn't have any upside he, he's kind of like the classic he doesn't have upside until he does when he uh-huh. ends up in the winning lineups uh last, last week so um christian kirk has been as consistent as they come like, um, so I, I think that he looks pretty interesting if he stays at only 12 percent um i think i i kind of like stacking up those guys and then you can and maybe instead of running Goff and those guys, you can kind of run back with uh, some of the G- Detroit guys there.
0: So if I'm understanding correctly, you you like uh, Trevor Lawrence better because he's coming off his best game. You mentioned that as one factor in his favor. Um, it doesn't scare you that people are going to be chasing that box score a little bit. You think that, you know, he's the, the form is good. So you want to go there?
1: Um, I, I do, I do worry that his ownership will come up over the weekend. So if it does start, start coming up, that might, I might end up being under the field, but if he's, if he's at, you know, 12% where we're at now, then I, I think I'm liking him pretty well.
0: Okay. Um, and then any other, uh, contrarian options that you like this weekend, Steve?
1: Um, so I think the one that's pretty interesting, let's see, I have a couple here that, uh, I think Derek Carr is pretty interesting, I would say. That game is actually one of the higher total games on the slate, if not the highest. And Hmm. Carr is also... He has a really good stack partner with Devonte Adams. Um, Devonte Adams has you know, been as consistent as you can get all year long. He's had five games over 30 points. So he's gonna be, you know, a, a winning lineup type guy almost half the time this season. Um, also, like Josh Palmer is fine. And as a run back and Deandre Carter is a good run back, Keenan Allen, all these guys look like good run backs. It doesn't look like this is getting a lot of steam. Interestingly, even though the total is over 50. So maybe, every, maybe this is also could be a little bit of leverage against uh, Josh Jacobs. Cause I know Jacobs is questionable right now, but uh, assuming he plays, which I think is what it's kind of, trending towards i think a lot of people are going to be on him including me after la- last week and uh car makes a good pivot there as well
0: yeah he just looks like one of the best running backs in the league right now hard to really fade josh jacobs uh but sticking with quarterbacks alex any other uh contrarian options that you like at quarterback this week
2: oh uh, yeah i mean it's uh, to the he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league this year no one's on them because the matchup for San Francisco is really tough. So, I think uh, I like both sides of this one, where it's like, um, San Francisco facing a really strong offense. Maybe they'll have to pass more than they usually do, which could be beneficial if you have guys like Devo and Christian uh, McCaffrey. And then on the other side, Miami, uh, kind of expensive for the matchup, but huge upside. They're one of the best passing teams in the league, so i I could see it taking some chances because it looks like no one's on him.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. To see that. So I I get it. I mean I I get it because I, I talked about this with Lafayette. I'm like, it's such a tough spot for the Miami offense against this San Francisco defense. But now I'm looking at our top stacks tool. 1.3% projected ownership on Tua. Uh, that seems insanely low for somebody who's just been optimal multiple times this year. Clearly has the upside, uh, condensed targets. Uh, so that makes a lot of sense to want to go to Miami. Any other contrarian quarterbacks that you want to talk about, Alex?
2: Um, Well, this guy's not contrarian, but just a reminder that Deshaun Watson is starting this week. So I think that'll be really interesting to see what Cleveland does. I think guys like Amari Cooper Cooper, and Donovan Peoples-Jones are going to benefit a lot. So he's, their stack is going to be a good play because they're pretty low-owned and or sorry, they're low priced for the the quarterback switch. And then I'm not really sure how to, you know, anticipate how much they're going to pass first run because it's like a run first team, but then you got like a quarterback like Watson in there. So I, I think that's one of the biggest question marks this week.
0: Yeah, definitely going to change things up. And even if you don't go to Deshaun Watson, maybe it makes the receiving options a little bit more interesting. Uh, definitely kind of a, a tough spot to gauge what to expect there and how you want to play it um steve how about
1: you people's jones is sorry um people's jones is kind of really interesting uh like i don't think his game is fully getting taken advantage of from Brissett. um you know he's he's more of a. he doesn't have quite the big arm that watson has and we don't know what watson's arm is like right now he's been out of the league for a while so um if we just kind of assume he is what he used to be uh, over a year and a half ago now um that's a big risk but it might be worth paying off and uh people's joe just like has that big play capability so i think he could be a a pretty interesting one
0: yeah for sure uh any any others that you wanted to throw in there
1: um but you don't have to if yeah, you don't have any yeah, that you're I, I think that's good um I, I do have a question for for Alex if I if I can host for one question oh yeah <laughs> um in regards to to Tua, he's like expensive with uh Tyreek Hill and Waddle as well how, how are you thinking about stacking that that game I think that's why it's one percent owned.
2: <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's not it's not a great play, but it's just paying up to be contrarian. So maybe it's maybe it's really tough to do because there's not a value on the slate yet. And if more players are out, then the ownership will go up. But it's just like this is my, one of my favorite stacks uh, mm-hmm. because of how how much they pass they have. Um, I guess we have been projected for the fourth highest pass rate on the slate which isn't quite as high as I thought, but um, yeah, it's one of those things where I like the idea that maybe when it comes to actually building a lineup, it's not as good as I'm expecting. Yeah.
1: I, just, I mean, definitely like every time you pay up for those guys, they've, they've kind of, it's paid off. So I think it's definitely worthwhile. I'm just trying to think of how, how best to get uh, Tyreek Hill and those guys, but I mean, Tyreek Hill has as good of upside as, Vontae Adams who I was just talking
0: about. So I think, I think it makes a lot of sense. Maybe a skinny stack or, you know, Trent Sherfield or Mike is Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. It does seem like it's definitely going to be tough to fit in the full stack with all the guys you want there, but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe once we start building, we'll have a better idea. All right, let's move on to running backs. But first, let me tell you about our great World Cup no-brainer offer from BetMGM for first-time depositors in any state other than New York, Pennsylvania, or Missouri, and any Canadian province other than Ontario. Bet just $10 at BetMGM, and you'll win $200 in free bets in if any team scores a goal not just in the game you bet on, but in the entire World Cup. Again, the bet must be a pre-game money line bet in on the world cup uh, just click the link in the description of this video to sign up all right let's move on to running backs uh alex i'll start with you once again we'll look at the chalk of running back any chalk that you're willing to eat or major fades among the chalkier running backs
2: um yeah i mean josh jacobs he had a killer week uh won a lot of people tournaments so that i think people are going to go back to the well there he's uh still a good play but uh, it does look like he's the highest on running back right now, so that's kind of intriguing. Um, I I think uh, you know it's hard to poke too many holes. I think Travis Ctn in that game versus Detroit is going to be a good play. David Montgomery it looks like is uh, he is just one of the cheaper options, and with no Khalil Herbert has kind of a. High volume for his salary, so I think he's kind of intriguing. Those are awesome track guys I'd be interested in.
0: Okay, and then uh, did did you have any other uh, major fades there?
2: Um, it looks like Austin Eckler could be a fade just because at eighty five hundred, he's um he's the second highest priced guy, and um it's yeah it's I don't know if he's uh. He's got quite enough to justify that when you can get guys like Derek Henry and Josh Jacobs a bit cheaper.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh and Steve, same question for you. Among the chalkier running backs, any chalk they're willing to eat or major fades?
1: Yeah, so in general, just from a game theory perspective, I tend to be more interested in the chalk at running backs. So um, most of these guys I think are I, I think in general the, the, the re and the reason for that is like The chalk at running back, they just get so many touches that they're more likely to pay off versus a wide receiver or a tight end who is who are a lot more inconsistent. So most of these guys I'm pretty interested at the top of the um, ownership bucket. I think the one that kind of stands out the most that I'm interested in is probably kenneth walker he's maybe a little bit more towards the middle of the bucket but i think he's just as good as pretty much anyone else i think that seattle could definitely get quite quite a bit ahead of the rams and rely pretty heavily on walker for the rest of the game uh the the only question will be if they need him to play the whole game uh not that I want to predict the huge blowouts, but that the Rams offense just looks really bad right now. So I don't, I don't know how they're going to keep up a lot of points. So that would be the only risk, but I I would have to imagine that they're going to rely on Walker quite a bit. And I've had a lot of, Disappointment with Kenneth Walker this year after Rinpack stole him in our uh, season-long <laughs> league with the one hundred dollar bid that I also bid on. But oh, no. uh, <laughs> but this will be another week for him to 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 pay off for that as well. So is this yeah. is this
0: stochastic A league by the way that you're talking about?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. With with my terrible team in there, but it would have been so much better with, uh, with Walker.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. I, uh, I in I'm in the B league. I named my team passing through to a league and started off so hot, had the, I think the highest point scored through six weeks. And now all of my team is hurt. Uh, you know, sob story. (laughs) It's a 14 team league. There's nobody on the, nobody can pick up. So my team's pretty much dead and I'm going to have to change my name because I'm clearly not (laughs) passing, maybe passing through to C league instead. Um, (laughs) so uh okay so, so you like kenneth walker among the chalk you generally like all of these chalk options uh we got a question about nick chubb who is kind of borderline chalk and i'll I'll go to you steve here so we we've talked about how deshaun watson is returning we don't really know what to make of that situation how it's going to affect the running game uh what what is your level of interest in nick chubb who we have projected for 8.6 percent ownership
1: yeah nick, nick chubb is like he's a tough one for me i just it feels like I never get to him and he always ends up doing well. Um, I spent a lot of time this off season, just thinking, especially after like Derrick Henry blew up every slate last year of, am I undervaluing the upside of all of the, these running backs that can just get so many touchdowns and stuff. And, that, and I did make some adjustments to that and I'm playing guys like Derrick Henry a bit more often this year, but still like, Chubb still like prices so high and doesn't catch enough passes and uh, that I very rarely am able to get the Chubb and he still does well. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that I'm probably not going to play Chubb too much and I'm sure it'll bite me again.
0: Yeah, and our, our tools, which you might be familiar with these stochastic tools, uh, don't really love Nick, Ch- uh, Nick, Ch- we have an 8.6% ownership, 2.9% chance of being optimal. Uh, that was a joke for anybody who doesn't know. These are the guys who do the tools for stochastic, very involved uh, in the projections. Um, Alex, how about you? Let, let's talk about some contrarian running backs. Who do you like there?
2: Contrarian. am um, I think uh, Antonio Gibson's the guy that's kind of popping off for the, off, uh on the tools where He's uh, one of the cheapest running backs. Seems like Uh, Brian Robinson has been getting a um, you know, he's been getting a bulk of the running work. Uh, He doubled up Antonio Gibson's touches last week on the ground. But that has been very volatile where if you go back two weeks, Antonio Gibson had more touches. And then Antonio Gibson has been leading in routes significantly at 60 percent to 30 percent last game so i think antonio gibson is probably your best bet in the backfield in in washington and uh no one's really on him so i'm pretty intrigued
0: he is i believe questionable currently he's been uh i think he did not practice yesterday but i i may have uh that was i the last update i saw was in the morning they were saying we'll probably have more information uh tonight so maybe there has been an update since then but uh yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on his status. But yeah, Antonio Gibson, 5,200. Just looking at the boom bust tool, we've got him at 6.5% ownership, 16.6% chance of being optimal. So if he's healthy, sign me up for some Antonio Gibson. That's a good point that it's been uh, not really consistent who gets the usage there. Any other contrarian running backs you want to talk about, Alex, or should I throw it back to Steve?
2: Oh, uh, yeah. So <clears throat> just a note on that is, yeah, sometimes if players are questionable, if they. Trend in the right direction, maybe that ownership will go up. So I wouldn't be surprised to see it go up. Another guy in the same vein is kind of Najee Harris, who he left at halftime last game with an injury. They've been saying it's not quite that bad. So if he's back in this week, it looks like he can go at a pretty low ownership.
0: And then what, what about this? So uh, M Bruno in chat says, Gibson seems likely to not play. I don't think we know that for sure, but I I also, again, as I said, may have missed an update. Uh, But if Gibson is ruled out, Alex, would you then have interest in Brian Robinson?
2: Uh, Yeah, I, I think that um, Brian Robinson, they do have Jonathan Williams uh, who's kind of the RB three. And I kind of wonder if Robinson would get a ton more, receiving routes because it seems like the team doesn't like to use him in that capacity but um some kind of I think it would be beneficial to Robinson he'll probably get you know uh a good amount of touches but I'm not sure if he adds enough in the receiving game to really be a huge shock play for me but I think he'll be a good play if Antonio Gibson's out
0: okay uh and then Steve same question for you any, any other uh contrarian running backs that you want to throw out there
2: yeah, I'll I'll
1: put out a couple. Um so I think Latavius Murray looks pretty interesting. So he was pretty much a true workhorse last week with you know 68% of the rushing attempts. He was on the field for 64% of the drop backs. Those are numbers that are up there with any of the elite types of running backs in the league outside of just like you know the very very top like CMC or or something. So like if he was a normal running back, he would definitely be way more than uh, his current price mm-hmm. The problem is he, you know, didn't have a huge game with that. So that's going to keep his ownership in check. Uh, he was 13 for 92 and he only caught one ball for six yards. But um, I think a lot of people are pretty scared about the Denver offense, including myself and, but if he gets all those touches, there's, you know, there's a possibility that he could easily break a big play or they could be in the, you know, they could be in um, the red zone and getting those touches as well. So I think for a cheap price, I think he looks pretty good. And then if I want to ta- talk about two guys that I think are kind of interesting, deep, really deep sleepers. I very rarely, I mentioned I played the very chalkier running backs, but, I might give these guys a, a little bit of a cha- chance. Isaiah Pacheco, um, he is getting all of the goal line work, getting a lot of carries right now. He's kind of like Chubb, very light maybe, not not even Chubb light, but he is uh, you know, a guy that's getting the ball on the ground so, so much that uh, I could really see a way that he could kind of spoil some of the stacks uh, for Mahomes or for, um, uh, Burrow. And so I think that that gives him some nice upside and plus he could easily score two touchdowns. Like if the chiefs are putting up a lot of points and he just gets the ball, uh, near the end zone a couple of times, he could easily have a couple of touchdowns and at his price point, I think he could be pretty interesting. And then the other guy, uh, that I wanted to mention is Karen Williams on the Rams. Uh, so I, Don't know that even a lot of people know who this guy is, but I think he could be pretty sneaky. The Rams have pretty much said all year long that they don't like Akers. Um, He's not really been a big part of their plan. And even with that, they got rid of Henderson this last week. So um, now that Williams has been on the IR for a good part of the year, and it kind of almost feels like a lot of their... Uh, dislike of Cam makers and they're uh, getting rid of Henderson is someone that they you know they're going to be interested to get to to uh, Williams and give him a chance to see what he can do down the stretch this season. So he ran a route on 70% of their dropbacks last week. Uh, actually, last two weeks he did that and. There's a pretty good chance that they're going to be playing from behind again. The only question will be if they are able to put up points. We talked about that. Their offense is really not in a very good spot right now, so he could easily bust and not really do much of anything. But it feels like he's going to have the opportunity to uh, to get there. It's kind of in the same way that um, that I was mentioning with. with Latavius Murray. And I, and to be honest, I do prefer Murray over him, but I think that yeah. he's a guy that, you know, at a similar price point you can take some
0: shots at. Yeah. Kieran Williams is a guy that I brought up maybe last week or two weeks ago uh, in uh, b- because they had gotten rid of Daryl Henderson and it seems like they should want to try new things with their running game. It's just been so bad all year. Why not throw in the new guy, you know, let him play a little bit more. Uh And yeah, I think it's probably only a matter of time before Kieran Williams has A game at least a a useful game maybe not uh, but i I would expect at some point like he's gonna take over this backfield seems like a pretty good spot against this uh seahawks defense that's 19th against the rush you know if he's gonna have it in any game it seems like this one uh, seems pretty good and then yeah pacheco we, we saw had a pretty nice grab in the last game uh and they've been saying that they want to get him more involved that he you know could be more involved in the passing game we haven't really seen it yet do you think that we're gonna see that anytime soon steve
1: Uh, so I don't know that they, it feels like maybe they're going to a little bit, but, but they never started to really get CEH involved, uh, in it that much. So I kind of feel like they want to use him in that, that same role where he's not super heavily involved. Um, but certainly if he gets a, a, even a couple of grabs, I think that is well, well worth it. And it's okay. and it's pretty uh, pretty disappointing for Kieran Williams. I would really love to love to see how he he does this week if they had uh their full offense with cup and uh, uh, Stafford as well but Alas, we have what we
0: have. Yeah, that would be helpful if he had pieces around him that would allow him to, you know, a little bit more uh, flexibility in moving around, not have the defense totally focused on him. Um, one, one more name I want to throw at you, Steve. Uh, people in chat, somebody in chat brought up Zonovan Knight. I think Michael Carter is looking like he's doubtful to play. Will you have any interest in Zonovan Knight this week, uh, assuming that Michael Carter is out?
1: Yeah, I think if Carter is out, he definitely looks pretty reasonable. He's only 4,600 on DraftKings. uh, So that's even a big discount versus some of the guys I was just talking about. And 5,800 on FanDuel, also a very big discount. So I think he looks like a pretty good guy. And he's someone that could help you build out some of those two and Waddle or Tyreek stacks. So I think that's pretty interesting. Certainly, he dominated the workload last week. I don't think he will do that again because James James Robinson was in a healthy scratch last week, and clearly they wouldn't do that uh, without Michael Carter. So I think I think their plan last week was probably not to go as heavy on Michael Carter as we as like some of us thought yeah. uh, would have been the case. Because even as the game started, uh, Knight was involved more than expected. Even like before Carter got hurt, uh, c- Carter could have been dealing with some. Like nagging injuries, which ended up making him get hurt more right, yeah. right, right from the get go, and maybe that was why he was coming in and out. But I don't think so. I think Knight was probably more of a plan than than what we were thinking. So I, I will take some shots. I think that this game is a pretty interesting one. Uh, it's in the dome, and uh, in Minnesota, will you know Minnesota does okay on putting up points. The Jets are doing okay on putting up points. When you have two teams that are you know, decent at it, I think it'll be pretty good. And we saw that, uh, Mike William or Mike white is a nice I- improvement over Darnold too. So, uh, hopefully that will continue.
0: Yeah, I was going to say part, part of the reason that we liked Michael Carter last weekend is because last year there was a trend for Mike white to target his running backs. Uh, I didn't actually see how many targets Donovan of I'm trying to pull that up here. Uh, it's normally I'm faster at this stuff when I have my computer working. Um, but, you know, d- does that factor into yeah. your desire to play Zanova Knight, the fact that Mike White is quarterback?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he had he had three catches for 34 yards. I don't have his targets in front of me right now, but, I mean, that's right. certainly uh, a, a worthwhile endeavor for his price point. I mean, he's, he could easily get there on a couple of catches.
0: Yeah, I think that that's certainly helpful. Uh, okay, uh, any, any other contrarian running backs you want to talk about, Steve? Or we cover all of them?
1: I think those are the
0: main guys
2: that I'm interested in.
0: Okay, Alex. Any any more for you?
2: Um, I mean, all all of them. Always, uh, the the low end guys are are always trying to add as many as we can. But so far, uh, it doesn't seem like there's a ton to to choose from.
0: Yeah, and as as we've said uh, multiple times already, uh, we we running back is often the spot where you want to play the chalk. So, you know, we, we've named a few and that's probably enough because a lot of the time we're just going to be playing the chalk, you running backs anyway. Uh, so we can move on to wide receivers, but first, let me tell you about our sponsor, Prize Picks. Prize Picks offers daily prop based contests. There are no Sharks optimizers or mass entries available on Prize Picks. It's just five player lineups where you can net up to 10x your entry fee. Use your knowledge of multiple sports with cross sports entries. This is the right time of the year for that with NFL, NBA, NHL, I guess, uh, World Cup, all, all these sports going on at once. You can use your knowledge of all of them across uh, single entries. Uh, click the link in the description below to get one free month of stochastic plus platinum and up to a $100 deposit match bonus when you sign up and make a deposit with prize picks. Uh, Alex, you know the drill here. Now, normally I'm going to grab my phone. Do you, do you have any prize picks off the top of your head that you know you like, or should I uh, pull some up and ask you specific questions?
2: Ooh, I'm going to be looking for that Zanovan Knight one to come up because... I do feel like it's not really going to change that much from last week because of James Robinson kind of being in the mix. So that's uh, that's going to be interesting. Nick Chubb um, is someone that I'm big on the unders for this week because I just feel like they're not going to rush as much with Deshaun Watson at QB. A little bit scary because they are big favorites versus Houston, but I can see that um, going under.
0: Um, 90.5 rushing yards is the line for nick chubb i can't nice. find anything on zonovan knight so far
2: yeah i wouldn't expect zonovan knight to be up yet but it's okay. like you gotta get the prop when it comes out so right just keep looking for that um aside for that um yeah i think that that's my top one
0: okay the the fate of nick chubb and then looking for uh Zonovan Knight. What about you, Steve? So we've got Latavius Murray. You said you like him. 54 and a half rushing yards. What do you think of that line?
1: Um, so let me check here really quick. Uh, I think that one feels like probably not too bad. I, I would probably gonna say that I will go over that one slightly. I just think he's gonna get a lot of Uh, attempts this week i don't think Mm -hmm. it's like egregiously bad but i I feel like i I will go slightly over that one
0: okay and then uh alex how about uh 65 and a half receiving yards on amari cooper i mean it seems like it's pretty volatile because we don't really know what to expect with uh with deshaun watson back is that just a fade spot for you when you just really don't know what to make of you know the quarterback coming in playing together for the first time would you just not try to attempt doing this amari cooper line of 65 and a half receiving yards or or is that something that you want to target because we don't really know what to expect
2: yeah that's definitely one that i'd probably not but just because i i kind of think uh it's about right where with uh watson you expect him to have a pretty good receiving yard average so um one that i'm under i'm not sure if this is on prospects but dj shark where i just feel like he hasn't played very well this year and josh reynolds like he's kind of coming back from injury last week didn't play much but i feel like the wide receiver um uh playing time is a little bit up in the air right now in detroit with all the injuries so the the all the injuries they had before so yeah I'm kind of looking at DJ shark as a uh, under the props
0: it's it's a uh, 40.5 receiving yards is a line on DJ shark you want to take the under there
2: definitely yeah okay yep. yeah, I think that I agree that one sounds good yeah okay he's just been playing really bad this year so like I'm yeah. I'm surprised they want to play him at all to
0: be honest yeah, he's, he's, I've got him on a good number of best ball teams, so I hope they keep trying to force him to happen. Um, all right, we, we, I have one question uh, from chat that I want to ask before we move on to wide receivers about the Pittsburgh running back situation. So if we get news that Najee Harris is out, uh, do we, I'll, I'll start with you, Alex. Do you have any opinion on Jalen Warren? Would you, would you have any interest in Jalen Warren or, or, or Benny Snell? Do you have any idea uh, where, what you would do uh, with the Pittsburgh backfield if we get news that Najee Harris is not going to play?
2: Yeah, I think Warren would be a great play just because, I mean, we saw and McFarland have success last week, but Warren was out. So I expect if he's back, that he'd just be kind of in that Najee Harris role if Najee's out. So I think that's uh one injury to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, definitely a great spot against the Falcons, Steve. Do you uh do you see it any different?
1: Yeah, I think uh Jalen Warren is gonna blow up the slate since I'm gonna have to start him in my uh <laughs> Osmo league, so. Uh, yeah, no, I, he, he's he been playing ahead of Benny Snell all year long. So, and the if you listen to the beat writers from Pittsburgh, they, they've been pretty high on Jalen Warren. There was talk like that Warren would, you know, even he was even like cutting into Najee Harris's time and may right. even be like starting over uh Najee Harris. So, I, I don't think like I don't see Snell or McFarland like leapfrogging him after uh this one game.
0: Okay. Um, all right. Let's move on to wide receivers. Alex, I'll start with you looking at the chalk, any chalk that you're willing to eat or major fades among the chalky wide receivers.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm on St. Brown is uh, kind of the chalk receiver. And I think I'm to play. I'm just like, I know I said, I don't love uh, stacking up Detroit, but part of that is just because St. Brown's really the only option that I like on the team and uh yeah i think with jacksonville like there's a lot of potential here so uh that's definitely a guy i'm gonna be high on i but i also do feel like his ownership could creep up so um and then zay jones could be the fade where he's just coming off a really big week and uh i think people are gonna want to play him on account of that or uh i mean kristen kirk is about the same ownership you got pay more but definitely um I feel like Zay Jones might not be the, the safest. I mean, I, I guess yeah, I, I always want to go for the long shots after that about a week, now week.
0: Okay. Yeah, Zay Jones, 4900 The The price tag, I think that's higher than we've typically seen on Zay Jones. Obviously, the matchup is great against Detroit, but yeah, that makes sense uh, to not want to necessarily jam in there if the field is going to chasing the, the last box score. Um, what about you, Steve? Any Any chalk that you're willing to eat or major fades among the chalk?
1: Yeah. So so the one that I'm interested in right now, although I want to really watch his ownership over this weekend is Garrett Wilson. So at his current ownership, uh, I think he looks pretty good. He's, he's almost the highest guy. Uh, He got a big increase off of uh, last week. The the reason why I kind of worried about him a little bit though, on his ownership is just like, when you're so chalky last week and then doing well, yep. it feels like he's going, even though his price is up, it feels like people aren't even going to care that his price is up and he, they're just going to jam him in. So I, I want to really watch to see how, how people are touting him over the, over the rest of the weekend. If, if they start uh, really talking him up, then you know maybe I'll start to, to shy away. But right now I think he looks, pretty good the the one thing that he does he, he's gotten a really like he's been getting 90 percent of the snaps he's been very consistent uh since the cory davis injury uh cory davis was back last week but he didn't play all the time so i do worry a little bit that uh there is a chance that you know wilson has been really good but cory davis is also a very legitimate player and then they also You know, there's a lot of good players that aren't playing 90 plus percent of the snaps uh, every week, so I think that there could be a little bit of a downswing there too. But so, so we'll see. We'll see how people react to that. Um, I think that he could be. I guess it'll be a lot on how his ownership is. If if he stays in this, you know, teens range, then I think he looks pretty good. If he gets a bit higher, there's all these other things that are pretty risky to me that, that make me want to fade him. So he, he could qualify for both, just continue to watch where we have him projected in terms of ownership over the weekend. Um, and then let's see who, another guy that I do feel pretty good about is I don't know what what quantifies as chalk exactly, but um, I did mention Devontae target. <laughs> I, I did mention Devonte Adams earlier. I think he looks like a pretty good option
0: uh, as well. Yeah, Devonte Adams looks good. We, uh, what do you think of Justin Jefferson? We see. I'm, I'm looking at uh, you know both those guys at the top. They're expensive, but both of them actually have a little bit of positive leverage. We've got uh, Jefferson at 11% ownership, 14% chance of being optimal. Any interest there, Steve? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think Justin Jefferson looks really good. Um, he's been consistent. He's putting up like types of scores that can win the slate, you know, no matter what he's, he's expensive, the same as uh, Tyreek and Devante Adams, which will keep his ownership down, but uh, also is makes him a, a little bit of a high risk. So I'll, I'll probably go over on him a fair amount and yeah, take some good shots there.
0: Nice. Okay. Uh, so we've talked about the chalk a little bit, uh, Alex, I'm going to throw it back to you for any contrarian wide receivers that you like this weekend.
2: Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Drake London's always the guy that you got to worry that Atlanta won't pass the ball very much, but with Kyle Pitts, you know, on the IR, I think the natural, uh, thing to happen was, is Drake London to get a higher percentage of the, the target. Atlanta in the last four weeks, they've kind of teetered between running the ball 50 to 60 percent of the time. So the volume is definitely the big question mark. But I think that I'm willing to take some long shots on guys like that. And then, um, the other guy I'm kind of keying in on is uh Alan Lazard, where everyone's on Christian Watson because he's been on this crazy touchdown streak. But Alan Lazard has been their wide receiver one the whole year. So I'm I'm happy to kind of just take some shots on that Green Bay offense while everyone's kind of out on Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really sharp call to try and go to uh alan lazard instead of christian watson because i imagine christian watson is going to get uh, a little bit of steam as we go into the weekend because he's just scored i don't even know six touchdowns over the past three games something crazy like that i don't know what the exact number is but yeah Alan Lazard seems like a, a good pivot there at 5400 reasonable price tag i like that call um any any other uh, contrarian wide receivers you want to <laughs> throw out there alex
2: um, well because you asked. <laughs> but no, uh, I mean uh those are my big ones, but uh Brandon Cooks, I guess that'd be another guy where he hasn't been getting as much playing time, but uh you know, he, he does get targeted a lot when he's on the field, so that's a pay up to be in kind of spot.
0: Steve, I'm disappointed that I can't see you right now because i'm I'm hearing that you look like a pilot.'ve uh, never, never occurred to me that you look like a pilot, but yeah, you can you can, as you say, continue guide us to the promised land, uh, any contrarian wide receivers that you like this weekend.
1: um yeah, so I think a couple that seem kind of interesting. Uh, this is kind of dependent on Justin Fields status, but I think Claypool is pretty interesting. He's had a pretty disappointing year uh, but with Mooney out and he's all the way down at 3,800 Claypool is a guy that a lot of Steelers fans thought was basically the best out of that group of Juju and Deontay Johnson and all those guys and I know he's kind of fallen on tough times this year but I think at 3,800 he's well worth a, a shot to take in that uh, in that game and getting like 3,800 on DraftKings, 5,500 on FanDuel, he's getting 3% ownership and 4% ownership, that's just like super cheap price, and it is a way that you can kind of get interest, interesting with some of your lineups, Um, and then also the other one I was kind of mentioning there with Garrett Wilson is Corey Davis, I feel a little bit like people are kind of not necessarily paying complete attention to Corey Davis appropriately. I mean, he's been a fine player for a few years now, uh, before he got injured, he was on the field for about 90% of the snaps the last couple of weeks. And, uh, just, just below that, the weeks before that, and it feels like, you know, he just kind of was getting eased back in a little bit last week. So I think that he could step back up a little bit more, uh, this week. He could, uh, be in, he's in that same game in the dome with Minnesota. So I think that he is pretty interesting at, uh, 4,100 on DraftKings, 55 on FanDuel and also getting like next to no ownership as well.
0: My best ball teams could definitely use a Corey Davis return. I don't think he's scored any fantasy points all year. Um, I don't know if that's true, but it certainly seems <laughs> that he, he hasn't really done anything all year. Um, we got a question. M. Bruno asked, and I'll, I'll stick with you, Steve. Any takes on the Kansas City wide receivers?
1: Yeah. So I think that one, I, I mentioned that like to kick off the the show a little bit. I think that's like one of the most interesting spots on the slate, just that it's really hard to stack up Mahomes with uh with kelsey and then probably you want one of the receivers as well so i think that they're not going to get probably as much uh appreciation as what they can you could you could run it from the other side you could run the burrow stack and run those guys back or you could run them as uh one offs as well so none of them are picking up a lot of ownership on either of the major sites so i think that they look pretty good it's just going to be a matter of if i can get them into my lineup as easily as i'd like
0: Okay, then Alex, I'll ask you the same question. Do you have any preferences among the Kansas City wide receivers, anybody that you're planning on playing at all this weekend?
2: Uh, I yeah, it's a little bit tricky. Um, with Tony still so questionable, like to, to break it down. But Marquez Valdez is scaling as someone that I'm looking at. He's been pretty underwhelming so far. So as a contrarian player, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> but yeah, as long as like he's been pretty consistent in getting around three quarters of the passing plays he's been running around so um hasn't materialized into a ton and that's the kind of guy it's like a like with zay jones where uh you want to get them the week before they they have that that upside game so or sorry the week uh, that uh <laughs> yeah you don't want to get them the week after their upside game yeah. so that's why i'm kind of on mvs
0: yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I think people yeah. understand. Um all right, Alex. So uh Steve gave his take on <laughs> Chase Claypool and we got a question from Mr. D. Go blue, if I'm reading that right. Uh DeAndre Carter without Mike Williams or Claypool at a similar price. Do you have a preference there, Alex?
2: Um DeAndre Carter without Mike Williams or Claypool. Yep. So that's uh that is gonna be a tough one. So uh, I guess I'd go with DeAndre Carter because the chargers just like pass so much more than the the bears uh, and Herbert's a better passer. So I know that Keenan Allen is going to make the target share a little bit lower, but um, Claypool, I think uh, it's a little bit risky because he hasn't gotten as much work in Chicago as you would like to this point. So it's not a guarantee that he gets uh, out there every single play like um, you'd hope for. So uh, I guess with Darnell Mooney out, we're looking for the next guy to step up and Claypool's the most likely guy, but I'm not sold. That's a, a great spot.
0: It's like you say though, Alex, you got to get them before they break out. Right. So it's a <laughs> <laughs> great example of this. Potentially this could be chase Claypool's this week. Uh, and I see Steve answered already in chat, probably similar. His answer is why not both, both uh, you can nice. go over the field on both these guys. Um, yeah. They both look like pretty solid options. Um, Steve, did you have any other uh, contrarian wide receivers that you want to throw out there?
1: um i'll I'll say one one other one that I'll hit on really quickly is just uh, Matt Collins. I mentioned that I liked the uh, Vegas stacks earlier, so I, he's not someone that's super exciting, but I think he isn't getting a, a ton of appreciation. He's only at. Uh, 5% ownership on both sites. So he hasn't really had a big game for a while. I don't think he's going to get much, uh, run up, but I think that just that Vegas stack in total, I think looks pretty good.
0: Yeah, definitely an interesting play. Um, all right well then we will get to tight ends defenses and then a couple stacks but first let me tell you that we have a great offer for new users only you can get full access to everything stochastic has to offer for nfl free for three days projections ownership 1v1 tools lineup generator top stacks tool there's zero risk because it's all free so sign up now the link is in the description of this video note that fantasy cruncher is an add-on and is not included in this offer Uh, Alex, let's move on to tight ends. Looking at the chalk, the higher-owned tight ends. Any uh, high-owned tight ends that you like or any fades for you up there?
2: So uh, We just got the news that David Njoku is uh, unlikely to play this week, so that kind of puts Harrison Bryant into the conversation. We'll see how his ownership ends up, but it's an interesting value. I think when I'm looking at the top of tight end, he'd be the cheapest that That we have confidence in um and then uh you know kelsey it's it's kind of tricky because the the price point's so much different than any other tight end there's nothing of value to make that happen but uh that's all about the rest of your lineup because if you have 7900 to spend on a tight end he's a great option
0: yeah definitely the the top option if you can afford him um what about you, Steve? Any any chalk that you like at tight end or major fades for you? And, and as we said, uh, chalk is definitely a moving target. None of these guys projecting for a ton of ownership. We only uh, the, the highest we have is now is David Njoku, who is now out, uh, was getting fourteen percent ownership. Maybe we see Harrison Bryant pick up some, but probably not as much as I don't know. Uh, do you have any thoughts, Steve, on on the uh, chalky or tight ends? Any any guys you like on uh, the high end of ownership or major fades for you?
1: Yeah, I definitely thought Nijoku was good, so that's unfortunate. I think Harris and Bryant will grade out pretty well for me as well. Haven't, uh, you know, we'll see what projections look like when we post those, but I'm guessing that that'll that'll be pretty good. Uh, I I really like going the Kelsey route. I know he is so much more expensive, and I've talked a couple times about being tough to fit uh different guys into your lineup with salary constraints part of that is because i really like kelsey so i think i'm gonna try to definitely get plenty of kelsey i think this is a game that's going to be high scoring it's and it's tough to stack so um that's i think going to kind of Artificially keep Kelsey's ownership down a little bit. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Kelsey as my guy that I like the best there. From a fading standpoint, um, probably Friarmuth, I guess. I mean, 12, 12, as the next highest ownership, I don't know that I see him as like a great play. It feels like he's, you know, gonna, going to be, he's like a, a fine play, but he's, Pittsburgh's not really scoring that much. They are in a good spot against in Atlanta, I suppose, but it just feels like that ownership is a bit too high for me.
0: Okay, so you think you're going to be under that 12% ownership on Firemouth? Of course, we won't hold you to this, but that's uh, what you expect yep. to be? Yeah, I think so. Okay, and then Steve, I'll stick with you for some contrarian tight ends. Uh, any, any tight ends that you see that are not getting a ton of ownership that you think you're going to be over the field on?
1: Um, there is a... Probably probably Foster Moreau, I guess. Uh, I mean, he's still kind of high-owned, I suppose. He's one of the next highest ones, but um, he's, he's sub-10%. So and I, I'm guessing he'll actually end up being a little bit lower than this just because what it's felt like is he's been kind of one of the sharper plays the last few weeks with uh, Waller being out, but he just continues not to really do that well so i feel like his ownership is probably going to end up going down over the weekend as compared to some of the players that we we're talking about that's been going up and yeah so he hasn't had a big game he's had a couple touchdowns though and he's still getting targets so i think that he's pretty interesting for uh 35 3, and 5500 that's a good price point
0: yeah for sure uh alex how about you what about uh contrarian tight ends you like this weekend
2: uh, George Kittle is pretty interesting. He uh, may go overlooked because he's around guys like TJ Hawkinson and Mark Andrews, who seem a little bit better bets, but the price is pretty good. He's uh, had some big performances this year, but um last week was a little bit of a dud, so maybe people will be off him. And uh, this game versus Miami, I feel like San Francisco may have to pass more than they're uh, usually doing. So I I feel like Kill has some nice uh, upside.
0: Okay, Eric Johnson says, all hail Greg Dulcich. Mm -hmm. Alex, are you willing to go back to Greg Dulcich this weekend?
2: Um, I mean, I have nothing against Greg Dulcich. The only thing I'm worried about is Denver. It seems like uh, their bad play caught up with their uh, Vegas Lions. So they're only projected for 15.5 points for Baltimore this week. So the touchdown equity is a little bit lower than I'd like.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, and any other uh, tight ends you want to talk about, Alex?
2: Um, let's see. Uh, Jordan Akins was a guy that kind of uh, was a little bit surprising last week. So he's kind of on my radar. But,
0: um, but you brought up Alan Lazard as a pivot off of Christian Watson. What about uh, Robert Tunyon? Any interest there?
2: Yeah, he's definitely uh he's definitely a guy. It looks like there's pretty low ownership on him. And uh he it's not that long ago, he was like the touchdown king. So I think that's a pretty good uh option.
0: Okay, and then uh Jen Richards says Hurst call out game. I think this is a narrative that I missed. Did Hurst call out uh the, the Chiefs? What's uh what's do you know what the the narrative is there, Alex? Or uh yeah regardless, any interest in Hurst?
2: <laughs> i think it was something about like uh justin reed like said it was like throwing shade at guys or something <laughs> like i don't really have any opinion about that but um usually a guy has to be good enough um to dictate <laughs> how they're going to perform <laughs> uh, Nurse is a fine player but i don't think it's like basketball or maybe to take more shots or something. It just doesn't work can't as just, well football. Can't
0: just ball hog it as a tight end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're And we're, we've got Hurst projected for 8% ownership at 3,500. So it looks like a, a pretty good play, regardless of the narrative uh, in, in what could be a high-scoring game. Um, all right. Uh, I think we have covered tight end fairly well. Uh, we can just talk generally about defenses. Alex, are you taking any stands one way or another uh, among defenses?
2: um taking defenses against the chalkier stacks is always interesting so with joe burrow like performing like at a pretty high fantasy level i think that um going to the other side of that one and uh let's see this week it's kansas city i think that could be uh
0: one that gets a little bit under the radar okay kansas city defense interesting uh what about you steve any defenses that you plan on taking any major stands on
1: no, I, I think this week it looks a little bit flatter uh, on our projected ownership right now. So I don't see anyone that I'm going to necessarily steer away from or into too much. Um, yeah, I think maybe like you could go with Seattle. The Rams have been a, a pretty good one to, uh, to target in general this year. So that might be like a good one, but It's been a crazy year for defenses. We've had several uh, that have been over 30% owned, but not this week. So I'm kind of thankful for that, to be honest.
0: (laughs) So I used to uh, frequently target defenses against Jared Goff just because he was so mistake prone. Uh, I don't know that he's been as mistake prone this year, but what about Jacksonville? Just as a, you know, because that game is going to be so chalky, do you think Jacksonville could be an interesting Leverage spot the the Jacksonville defense against that Detroit offense that is going to pick up some Steve any any interest there Steve,
1: uh yeah I think that that makes a lot of sense, uh definitely what what I'm always looking for is these quarterbacks that are going to make you know interceptions fumble sacks etc and he certainly falls into that category that's where i think also the the rams uh, do that it was kind of i didn't talk about why i guess i liked seattle so much but that was kind of like the ma- major reason for that they've just been giving up a lot of sacks uh throughout
0: the year sure um alex nice kevin says nice of alex to stream from san diego before king of the beach is that true i didn't even notice uh where you were. are you in san diego alex
2: Yeah, uh, we're about to go on this catamaran catamaran cruise later today, so that should be fun. And I met some of the guys here last night, and everyone's really awesome. So it's been a good week, and hopefully uh, we can get some some King of the Beach wins here.
0: Yeah, right on. That's awesome. Um, Okay, we will close it out just by talking about some stacks, just uh, favorite contrarian uh, tournament stacks. Alex, I'll start with you. Who's your favorite stack? We just had to pick one for a large field tournament. Who would you go with?
2: uh just one let's see um i kind of uh it's hard to just pick one but i guess the jimmy g stack could be pretty interesting if you if you like play this one as a shootout i think that both teams are good enough to make it happen and not many people are are anticipating that this week
0: okay uh and then uh steve how about you Who's your favorite stack for a large field tournament?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I think I'll say uh, Derek Carr and we'll go with that Vegas script still. Uh, He's not had an exciting year at all, but I think that that's uh, I think that this is maybe going to be that, that week that he can kind of also provide some extra leverage against Josh Jacobs Get uh, Devonte Adams and Mac Collins combined in there, and potentially Foster Moreau. All the guys that I'm interested in, they're priced pretty well. The total is high, and yeah, f- fits a lot of uh, the check boxes that I'm interested in.
0: Okay, yeah, it seems like a good spot, and I, that was kind of predictable, right? You've been talking about that offense uh, throughout the show, so it uh, doesn't surprise me that you like Derek Carr has and that stack uh, for the Raiders. Um, all right, well, that will do it for the show, uh, Steve. Where, where can people find you?
1: Uh, definitely on Twitter, so you can find me there on Steve Buzzard. But mostly doing all the work here. Hopefully, get on get on some more shows every now and then, and uh, doing all the work behind the scenes to help put out good projections for us. So, really excited about uh, this. NBA season, some new products that we have coming out. And yeah, should be a should be a good time. Just always come over and check us out at
0: stochastic. Yeah, we can find you all over the tools. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can find him at the top
0: of the leaderboard, as Mike has pointed out. Yeah, that's, that's right. You can always find Steve at the top of the leaderboard. Also in the, the premium Discord, uh, Steve often doing office hours, which is always uh, really interesting. Every time I check in there, he's uh, providing a lot of good insight. So check out the premium office hours Discord when Steve is in there. And then, of course, on Twitter, at Steve Buzzard. Uh, Alex, yeah, every, how about every, every
1: Thursday? every Thursday. Every Thursday that. Okay. Every yeah. Thursday yep.
0: in the premium Discord. Um, Alex, any, any final words? And you can tell people where they can find you as well also at the top i know that much
2: well you have to scroll a little bit down from steve (laughs) find me but uh, um i think this week is going to be pretty interesting it seems pretty wide open where you can try a lot of different things and and have a good lineup because like when there's slates like this week where there's no really great values at least yet that means that ownership is more important than if there's some really good chalk so that's definitely how my approach to this is get a little bit more off the board than a typical slate as of now. And that makes it even more fun to build lineups, so it'll be a good one. And uh, yeah, I think uh, the one other thing is that Jacksonville Detroit game, that's definitely the one everyone's gonna be centering around. So kind of building out a different game to be the blow or the um shootout of the week. I, I think that's probably where I would start.
0: Yeah. Actually, before we go, Steve, Steve, are you also at the King of the Beach?
2: I am not.
1: Okay. Um, so I I have a ticket, so hoping to, uh, m- maybe Alex, you can bring it, bring it back if I get one of these uh, top spots, but <laughs> um, wasn't able to make it out there due to some uh, conflicts, unfortunately.
0: Okay, yeah, it, it just occurred to me, I was like, I know Steve had the ticket to the King of the Beach, so uh, I thought maybe we were there as well. Okay, well, uh, you'll probably be able to find one of these guys at the, king, at the top of the King of the Beach. That, that's one place you'll be able to find <laughs> them um anyway thank you guys for watching uh this has been been a fun show despite my technical difficulties over here I've enjoyed doing the show with two of the goats of DFS thanks for watching stick around the channel if you haven't hit that like button please do that uh we've got high stakes my episode of high stakes will be on the stochastic YouTube channel Uh, very soon with Ben Rossa, that episode coming out this afternoon. And then later on, we've got all of our regular NBA programming uh, live before lock, deeper dive. We've got a couple no host advantage shows this afternoon. So stick around, check out the channel. And of course, all weekend we'll be doing plenty of content. So uh, check it out. Anyway, good luck this weekend. Uh, Let's win some money.